You're listening to Radio Looks Lucid. I'm your host, Steve Matthews. Thanks for joining me today for episode 59. The title of this episode is Antichrist's Immigration Assault on America. So welcome back to the program here. I know it's been a good while, almost four months. It's hard to believe that I... The last time I did a podcast was back on February, or February, May 28th. I went back and I checked my record, so it was uh, right around Memorial Day, and that was my, actually it was a Memorial Day podcast that I did. And uh, so here I am, it's almost, uh, you know, it's mid-September, a little bit past the middle of September, and, and I'm doing my, my next one, so... It's been a long time, and it's great to be back. You know, it's if I sound a little bit like I'm out of practice and I don't know what I'm doing, it's probably because I'm out of practice and I don't know what I'm doing. You know, I've, this is my, uh, my my third start of of the podcast here this evening. It was like the first one I clicked on something I didn't mean to do that. I I didn't even have my my uh, podcast recorder set up, and I I got that set up and. Then I started doing the uh, the uh, the live stream and realized I didn't have my podcast recorder on, so I had to cut that off and then start again. So this is my third take on this. So maybe I'll find maybe what do they say? Third time's a charm. I don't know. Maybe maybe this will be uh, be a uh, hold true to that uh, that that old saying. So anyway, as I said, it's great to be back and welcome to the program. Um, you know, one of the things that's really kind of prompted me and uh, and pushed me into to getting back into podcasts is just how much just appalling stuff that's going on right now. I I can't even begin to to talk about it all in a single podcast. But you know, I'm, I'm seeing here. I mean, some of the the COVID lockdowns. We've got some of that stuff going on again. Um, I mean, some of it's things are pretty normal here in Ohio where I am, uh, actually remarkably so, and, and I'm I'm very thankful uh, to God for that, for the opportunity to 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 actually be able to live life pretty normally. Uh, I know that there are a lot of people who like to bring that to an end, but uh, but hopefully that that's something that that we can continue with here. Uh, then there's the vaccine mandates. You know, the uh, Joe Biden got on there and had his tyrannical dictatorial vaccine mandates last week. And there doesn't seem to be a lot that's come of that right now. But, you know, as a person who's employed, and I do work for a company that employs over 100 people, um, you know, that's that's targeted directly at me. And, you know, I have to say, I, I don't want any part of this vaccine. I think it's neither safe nor is it effective. And I think that there are some real um, serious liberty issues that are connected with it as well. I mean, it seems to me the whole purpose of that vaccine is to push people into some sort of vaccine passport system. And and, and the vaccine itself is also appears to be quite dangerous. And it's, it's not something that I want any part of. Uh, but yet Joe Biden seems to think that it's his right uh, as president, which it isn't, but he seems to think it is, or at least wants people to think that it is, to uh, to dictate what types of vaccines they have to take. And uh, that it, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. That's still very much up in the air. Uh, you know, of course, there was the disastrous uh, pullout from Afghanistan that took place toward the end of August. Uh, people are still talking about that. And... Yeah, you know, then there's just the daily corruption that we all have to deal with. I mean, just this last week, it was revealed that a number of high officials of the, uh, the Federal Reserve, they've been uh, been basically insider trading on the stock market. You know, they they control the Federal Reserve substantially controls the performance of the stock market, and these guys are in there trading their stock accounts, and it it's not a good look. 
I think there's some some very serious questions there about what was going on. You know, you had it just came out the the mayor of San Francisco. I think her name is London Breed. She was just, I guess, instituted a, a a mask requirement policy in San Francisco, and of course, she was caught on camera at some party uh, partying without a mask on. I mean, which is is again just fairly typical. You know, there are masks and rules for thee, but not for me. I mean, that's the way our our public officials act. And, uh, and and she was, uh, of course, right in uh, in keeping with all of that. So you've got this corruption. You've got this just egregious hypocrisy that's going on out there. But the main thing that I wanted to talk about tonight, you know, there, there's so many things we could talk about. I, I could probably be here for hours, and, and you, you probably a lot longer than you'd want to listen to. <laughs> but uh, well, the main thing I wanted to talk about tonight was kind of hinted at in the title, and that is the, the immigration disaster that we see going on on our southern border. And so let's uh, let's go ahead and talk some about that. Now, what I'd like to talk about, first of all, is Antichrist. And I'm going to quote to you here. This is from the Westminster Confession of Faith, uh, chapter 25, uh, paragraph 6. Quote, There is no other head of the church but the Lord Jesus Christ, nor can the Pope of Rome in any sense be head thereof, but is that Antichrist, that man of sin and son of perdition, that exalteth himself in the church against Christ, and all that is called God, end quote. Now, you may be asking yourself, okay, Steve, so you've gone off the deep end here. You said, we're going to talk about immigration, but now you're quoting from the Westminster Confession of Faith and talking about the, the Pope being the Antichrist. So what do these things have to do with each other? Well, they actually have quite a lot to do with each other. Um, and in, 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 it really comes down to this. It's important as Christians, and I, I speak, in, this is true for anyone, but I think this is especially true to my fellow believers, especially even my fellow Reformed believers, that you understand who Antichrist is and, and who's behind the immigration, the ongoing immigration disaster that we have. You know, you, you may have seen, you probably have seen some of these these pictures, some of these uh, videos from what's going on on the, on the uh, southern border right now. In fact, I would like to do a little screen share here with you. Let's see if I can make this work here. Um, okay, here we go. Here we go. This is a video, this is something that I... I uh, found out there on on Twitter and I'm going to play this it's a little bit it's about a minute long so let's uh, let's go ahead and play that and listen to the narrator and we'll come back and and talk a little bit more about the uh, the border crisis on the Texas side of the Rio Grande River at about the point where thousands and thousands of Haitians are crossing over into the city of Del Rio and there are over 10,000 now that are just being allowed to pour over the border. They seem to mostly be Haitians. There's also uh, some Cubans among them, but really a vast majority of them seem to be Haitian, uh, the ones that I've talked to. That right there is the International Bridge, providing some shelter and cover for these immigrants who are being allowed to just cross over and they're going to probably be living here for weeks as thousands more come. Border Patrol is totally overwhelmed. They can't possibly process these people. They predict that the average wait time will be probably three weeks before 
the last one of the ones that just came in today will get processed so they will just simply be here some of them have tents they're looking to stay here for a while you can see okay so you know that was that was the uh that was a video from it was uh, from the center for immigration studies and you know, it's just taken right down there in uh, uh in del rio texas it's a, a border town right there on uh, on the u.s mexico border and you know there's been a lot of videos out there you know another good source if you're interested in, in following some of that is uh, bill malugin with Fox News, he's done some really good work, uh, some very consistent work on this particular issue. And so if, if you may want to check out his Twitter feed, he's, he's got a lot of good stuff, a lot of regular reports. I've, I've been actually following him for the last several months, and I, I found him to be a very good source of, of information on our, on our manufactured disaster on the southern border. I mean, this is something that I say manufactured. It was manufactured by, uh, by the Biden administration. I mean, this has been done intentionally. Um, this is not a surprise. I mean, this is not this is not a policy failure. I mean, I think a lot of people maybe think this is a policy failure from the standpoint of the Biden administration and the people uh, for whom Joe Biden is uh, is answerable to whom he's answerable. Uh, this is a policy success because what they're doing is they're flooding the country with uh, with welfare migrants. Um, this is an attempt uh, again at replacement migration. I mean, what they want to do is they're looking to replace uh, America's historic. Uh, Protestant majority with um, with kind of, uh, basically a a migrant tower of Babel, um, and and there are some reasons why they're doing this, and we're we'll talk a little bit about that. It's kind of interesting the the stuff with the uh, the Haitians has gotten so out of hand that it's even getting to the point where it's embarrassing to Biden administration. Let me share this here with you. This is an article. Uh, this is from. Uh, just a couple days ago, this is from Thursday, September 16th, 2021. It's got the headline, Advocates in Utter Disbelief After Biden Resumes Haitian Reparations. So it's gotten so bad that um, that the Biden administration that has caused all of this mess is uh, actually feels that, uh, that it has to go and, uh, let's see, my, I'm actually sharing the thing that I want to share here. Yeah, let's see here, it doesn't look right. Um, let's try that again. Okay. Let's try that. There we go. That's better. That's full screen. So yeah, and, and they go through here and, and, and they quote some, some people that, for instance, Ayanna Presley, uh, and uh, she wants that ICE would continue, you know, she says that ICE would continue to carry out the mass deportations of our Haitian neighbors with Haiti in the midst of its worth political, public health and economic crisis is yet, yet is cruel and callous. You know, and, and the, the article continues in this way. And, and the thing that I find that's so annoying about this article and other ones is that, again, you've got these American politicians that supposedly rep are supposed to represent the American people who are having a pretty hard time right now, by the way, with unemployment, with inflation. Um, there are a lot of people who are really struggling because of the COVID lockdowns and all of the, the disaster that the economic disaster that's happened because of that. But these, these politicians like Ayanna Presley have zero compassion on their fellow Americans and the people they're supposed to represent, but she can have massive compassion on, on Haitians. Well, yeah, Haitians have problems, but so do Americans, you know, and it's not the job of the federal government to force the American people to pay for this stuff. That is not Christian charity. That is government welfare. 
And, and, and government welfare and, and Christian charity are, are very different things. Christian charity is about giving of your own things, about giving of your own time, of your own money. Uh, government welfare is getting the government to steal money from one person and give it to somebody else. And in this case, Anna Presley wants to give your stuff to, to Haitians uh, who came here illegally. You know, they didn't even try to to uh, come into the country according to our, our immigration laws. They completely disregarded that. But I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. You know, I mentioned before, you know, I quoted, uh, I, I quoted that passage from the, the, uh, the Westminster Confession identifying the Pope as, as Antichrist. So why did I do that? Um, now, in my opinion, that there are any number of persons or organizations that can be identified as, identified as causes of our ongoing immigration disaster. You, know, you can talk about the UN, you can talk about George Soros, you can talk about the World Economic Forum, you can talk about the Bilderbergers, and, and as I said, any number of groups that you can put in here, you know, Rockefellers, Rothschilds, all of this stuff. Um, I mean, I'm not saying that the, you know, there are a lot of different groups. But there's one group that stands out above all that is is super aggressive about pushing replacement migration, not just in the United States, but in Europe, and really even in, in other countries as well. And um, places like Japan and South Korea, for example. And, and that is the Roman Catholic Church state, together with its antichrist head, the Pope, which office is currently being held by uh, Jorge Bergoglio doing business as Francis I. Uh, you know, put another way, you know, America, and not just America, but I'm going to talk about America principally because that's where I live and I know the situation the best. I mean, America is under assault by Antichrist. And, and this is being done on a number of fronts. I mean, for instance, we see climate change. Um, you know, Joe Biden is pushing the climate change agenda. He put this country back into the Paris Accord. He's pushing, you know, you hear mumbling, mumblings and, and rumblings about, you know, Green New Deal. And then, of course, Joe Biden openly quoted from the Pope's um, uh, 2015 encyclical Laudato Si. Um, he actually approved this. And, of course, and the interesting thing, too, is that the Pope, in that very same encyclical, which is principally about the environment, but it, it touches on other topics, the Pope openly once again called for world government. Uh, we're under assault by socialism. Now, socialism is is basically, it's, it's the core economic belief of the Roman Catholic Church state. So all these people pushing socialism, for instance, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, you know, and she, she went to the Met Gala the other day and her, her, this flashy white gown that said tax the rich on it. Well, I mean, she is a socialist and she's a Roman Catholic uh, as well. Um, but socialism, I mean, the socialist agenda is being pushed very, very hard. And, of course, socialism is integral. It's not ancillary. It's not um, something that is, is accidental to the Roman church state's political and economic philosophy. It's actually central to it. Um, race uh, is another thing. Of course, we've had these issues with critical race theory. Well, who's, behind, who's, who's pushing critical race theory hard? Well, the Roman church state, uh, again. Uh, and then there's the immigration. Uh, the uh, immigration, which is designed to transform this nation by replacing its historic Protestant majority population with something that's very, very different. Sometimes it's called replacement migration. It's a real thing. That's something Tucker Carlson has talked about as well. He's one of the few people in the mainstream press who's had the courage to talk about that. But yes, that is what's going on. And it's important for you to understand 
as a, and again, I'm speaking here to my fellow Protestants, to my fellow Reformed believers, it is absolutely critical that you understand who's principally behind this immigration flood. It is Antichrist, and it is the Roman Catholic Church state that is pushing this. They are the biggest instigators of this sort of thing. That's who's doing this. And of course, we have a Roman Catholic president who's carrying out the, the bidding of, uh, of Pope Francis. Now, you know, again, it's not important just to understand America's under assault by Antichrist, but it's critical to understand also who Antichrist is. Now, I quoted to you earlier from the, uh, that passage in the Westminster Confession of Faith. Now, nearly to a man, the Protestant reformers understood Antichrist as the office of the papacy. So it wasn't just any one pope. It wasn't, you know, Pope John Paul II or Benedict XVI or Francis I. It's, it's the whole line of popes, all of them. They are all Antichrist. It is the office of Antichrist. Now, this identification was so unanimous at the time of the Reformation and in, in the even the centuries following that, that again, the, the Westminster Confession had that hard-coded into the Confession itself. It had some very clear, some very specific language about the identity of Antichrist. Now, all that was stripped out of the, 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 uh, the mainline version of the, uh, the Westminster Confession a little bit over 100 years ago. And it says something about, well, you know, that, you know, that, uh, that the Pope, you know, that, that the Lord Jesus Christ is the only head of the church, and the Pope in no sense can be head thereof. And, and that's, that's it. It leaves, it leaves everything after that off. You know, there's no language in there about he's the Antichrist, the son of perdition, who exalted himself in the church against Christ and all that's called God. There's nothing in there about that. You know, and one of the results of, of this is that Presbyterians and Protestants more generally have become very confused about the identity of Antichrist to the point that they have no clue who Antichrist is, uh, and, and they're incapable of recognizing him in, in his work, even as he's doing his work right in front of their face. And what I'm telling you here is that what you're seeing going on on the southern border, this, this migration crisis we have going on, is the work of Antichrist. It's right in your face. I mean, they, they don't even try to hide it. It's right in your face, and you have to understand that this is an example of political Romanism. That's, that's what you're seeing going on. Now, that crisis on the southern border is one very dramatic example of, of as I said, what can be called political Romanism. Now, this crisis has been brought about by the illegitimate Roman Catholic president, Joe Biden, um, who has a picture of himself with, uh, uh, with the Pope. It's on a desk. It sits right behind him. If you see pictures of, of uh, Joe Biden sitting in the Oval Office at the Resolute Desk, there's this table behind him, and it's got all these kind of like family pictures on it. And there's a picture. I, I think it's over... I think it sits over his left shoulder. But it's a picture of Joe Biden with Pope Francis. And that tells you all you really need to know um, about whose ideas are running the show. Now, there's other proof of that as well. Like I say, I mean, he's, you know, Joe Biden's actually quoted from, um, approvingly quoted from one of the Pope's encyclicals. Uh, he attends a, a parish in Washington, D.C. that's run by the Jesuits. Uh, the uh, Jesuit America magazine actually ran an article on this earlier this year, kind of boasting about all of that. 
Um, and I think it was, it was and, and of course, one of the things that some people have considered controversial is that this this parish uh, church won't withhold communion from Joe Biden. You know, some of the uh, these Roman Catholic bishops have made noises about that, and they say, "Well, you know, Joe Biden, you know, he he you know, he advocates for um, for abortion, and you know, he may just withhold hold communion for him." And while Pope Francis came out and ordered um, the bishops not to withhold communion, and this this uh, Jesuit uh, parish does not do it, and and of course that that's all fakery. Um, you know the you know the you know, the Roman Catholic Church would never embarrass its boy, Joe Biden, um, by withholding communion from him. They love the fact that they have a Roman Catholic president. And if he has to go out and say some things on a, about abortion that uh, contradict official church teaching, they're totally fine with that. Um, you know, I don't even think that the Roman Catholic Church, the officials of the Roman Catholic Church, really care at all about abortion. I think they just want the issue. I, I think there are individual Roman Catholics uh, lay Catholics who do care about that issue, but no, I, I, I don't think that the bishops actually themselves care about the uh, uh, abortion issue. Now, what's interesting about all of this, um, well, one other thing I wanted to say here, a few other things. Um, you know, I mentioned the fact that Joe Biden is an illegitimate president. I think it's pretty obvious that that election was stolen. And the, the 2020 presidential election, and it was stolen by the party of rum, Romanism, and Rebellion. You know, I've talked about Rum, Romanism, and Rebellion. That, that's a, a quote from it was a Presbyterian minister and Union Civil War veteran, Samuel D. Burchard. Uh, he included that in a, a speech that he gave in 1884. He called the Democrats the party of Rum, Romanism, and Rebellion. And that's what they were then, and that's what they are now. You know, the Democratic Party is the home of the Roman Catholic Church in the United States of America. Now, you know, some people might say, well, you know, there, there, are, there are Roman Catholic Republicans. Well, yeah, there are. But but their power base is is the Democratic Party. I don't, I don't think there's any any doubt about that. Um, I think it's interesting too, you know, talking about the idea of a, of a stolen election is that the two elections with the most evidence of serious fraud were both won by Roman Catholics. I'm thinking here, of course, uh, John F. Kennedy in 1960, and then Joe Biden here um, just recently in, in 2020. Now, you know, when JFK was running in 1960, he had to go out of his way to disavow uh, any uh, control of him by the Roman Catholic Church. He, he really had to work hard to convince people, I'm not in the control of the bishops or the Pope, because people were really concerned about that, as well they should have been. Uh, but in 2020, Joe Biden openly embraces the Pope's encyclical and his climate change policies and a whole bunch of his other policies, including his immigration policy. Um, uh, and as I said, he favorably quoted the Pope's encyclical on, on his campaign website. Um, now, Joe Biden, as I also mentioned here too, he's openly promoted the current Pope's and the Roman Catholic Church state's longstanding policy, uh, policy of a pushing nation-breaking welfare migration. And I'm not going to go into all the details on that. This is a, this is a pretty big topic, and I've, I've written actually fairly a couple of fairly long series on immigration and, and gone into some depth on, uh, on the Roman Catholic Church state stance on, on migration and immigration. You know, one document that you may want to check out um, if you're interested, there's there's a, a an article that was written back in 2006, and I've quoted this article numerous times. It's called "Romanizing America Through Illegal Immigration." It's written by Pastor Ralph Ovidal. I'm going to put a link to that in the show notes here. 
Um, but he, but it's it's a really kind of a, a critique of a document that was written in 2003 by the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops together with their counterparts in Mexico. It's called Strangers No Longer Together on a Journey of Hope. And it's basically the... Uh, into the application of Roman Catholic social teaching to immigration into the United States of America. And big hint here, the Roman Catholic Church and U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops want to flood the United States of America with as many migrants as possible, and if you happen to be an American citizen, stick you with the bill. And they think that's awesome. They think that that's Christian. Well, it, it's not Christian. It's theft. Um, they are, are very confused themselves, and of course they, they confuse others uh, with their teaching. But you don't have to go back to 2006 to find, um, or 2003 when uh, when the uh, Strangers No Longer was written. You can can pick up um, pro mass migrant welfare immigration statements from Rome almost on a weekly basis. I mean, you can just be overwhelmed by them. I mean, I've I've saved so many of these articles, I I can't hardly keep track of them all. Um, I mean, here's just a, a very recent one, and oh, let's see if I can get this back. Bear with me just a moment here. Okay, here we go. I'm going to do a screen share on this again. Let's get that back here. That's yeah, not what we want. Well, now it's wanting to... Okay. Well... For whatever reason, my system is not cooperating with me. Why is it doing that? Um, let's see if this will let me sign in here. Sorry about this. Okay, there we go. Getting closer here all the time. Stalling for time. Ah, yeah, here we go. Okay, so we get that window going. All right. And there we go. Bingo, the magic of technology. I'm getting better at this thing. <laughs> but as I said, I'm still a little bit rusty at it. Um, so this is an article that appeared just this past uh, week, it's September 16th, or just a couple days ago, September 16th, 2021. It's written by this fellow named Daniel Flores. Now, Daniel Flores, as we see, if you scroll down to the bottom of this here, uh, Bishop Flores uh, leads the Roman Catholic Diocese of Brownsville, Texas, which is, um, Brownsville, Texas is right on the U.S.-Mexico border, and it's been the uh, um, ground zero for a lot of the um, mass migration that's been going on since uh, since Joe Biden uh, committed immigration treason against our country uh, earlier this year by um, getting rid of all of Donald Trump's um, immigration restrictions and and also giving out what some people call la invitacion. You know, you don't have to have a, you don't have to know a whole lot of Spanish to be able to translate la invitacion, you know, the invitation. You know, a lot of these uh, these migrants that are pouring across the southern border are calling Joe Biden's um, uh, policies, the invitation, you know, basically Joe Biden said, y'all come up here. And, uh, then, you know, we stand back and say, wow, look at all these people coming up here. Who knew that that could possibly happen? Um, all of this is directly on the shoulders of Joe Biden and, and to a lesser degree, um, Kamala Harris, um, they are committing treason against the United States of America about what they're doing. 
Um, and it's, it's absolutely appalling. Um, but, but let's take a, just a quick look at, at this article. It's called A Christian Responsibility to Migrants. Governor Greg Abbott is undermining our religious obligation to help those in need. So this bishop, this Daniel Flores, this uh, basically I call him a henchman, one of Antichrist's henchmen, um, he's upset that, that Greg Abbott doesn't want um, massive uh, migrants, pour, number of migrants pouring into Texas. He's upset that Greg, Greg Abbott actually wants to do something to protect Texans. Uh, against this migration flood, and, and and again, this is the Wall Street Journal here. Okay, so we're we're not talking about some obscure publication. We're not talking about um, some dark corner of the internet here. This is the Wall Street Journal opinion page, and it and it features this this Roman Catholic bishop. And you can see here in the picture. Look at this. I mean, here's a a uh, a picture of Catholic Charities RGV. That's Catholic Charities RGV. That means Rio Grande Valley. So this is Catholic Charities of the Rio Grande Valley. And, and of course, there are different Catholic Charities chapters all over the place. There's the Catholic Charities of Southwest Ohio, where I am. Um, and uh, they're out there. Uh, actually, the, the Catholic Charities of Southwest Ohio, they're out there boasting about all the, uh, the Afghan refugees that they're, uh, that they're bringing in. Uh, but that's a whole other story. Well, uh, even though it's closely related to this, but it's it's a diff- different different story. So I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole here today. But I just wanted to to show you just an example. This is the kind of stuff that you can find from the Roman Catholic Church state and from the henchmen of the Roman Catholic Church state on an almost daily basis. And in, in this particular case, um, this guy, this this bishop. And he says, we remember that Jesus answered the question, who is my neighbor, was the parable of the Good Samaritan. And he, you know, he cites Luke 10, 25 to 37. And, and this bishop, you know, he goes on to say, well, the Roman Catholic Church is just doing the same thing that the, the Good Samaritan did. Well, that's a bunch of nonsense. What they're doing has nothing to do with what the, um, the Good Samaritan did. Uh, the, the biggest difference, one of the most obvious differences, of course, is, is that the the uh, the Good Samaritan, he was helping a victim of crime, a, a crime committed by other people, you know, these highwaymen, you know, they assaulted and, and robbed this fellow. Well, the the massive influx of migrants is a crime that's being committed against the United States, and the principal criminal that's carrying this stuff out is the Roman Catholic Church state. So they created this situation in the first place. You know, they're not the heroes riding up to put the fire out. You know, they're the guy that set your house on fire and then rides up in the fire truck and says, oh, hey, I'm going to ride and I'm going to be the hero and put the fire out. And that's a bunch of nonsense. You know, the Good Samaritan did not assault the man on the road. The Good Samaritan came to his rescue. Uh, the Roman Catholic Church state is assaulting the United States of America. Antichrist, the Pope, Pope Francis I is assaulting the United States of America with uh, his migrant hordes. And then he wants to sit back here and he wants his, his representatives in the United States, um, you know, they want to come out here and act like somehow they're doing, doing, the, you know, the, uh, doing the Lord's work. Well, again, that's, that's nonsense. They're committing crimes is what they're doing. And they're committing a treason against the United States of America. Um, you know, another thing about this is that the Good Samaritan gave of his own goods and he gave of his own time. Catholic Charities is a huge recipient. They receive billions of dollars a year in taxpayer funds. So a lot of the so-called charity that they're giving out is actually being paid for by you, the taxpayer. Um, they, they are paid a handsome sum of money to resettle 
uh, refugees in this country, for example, and all these Afghan refugees they're bringing in and boasting about how wonderfully uh, uh, humanitarian they are. This stuff's all being paid for by U.S. taxpayers. You know, it's, it's not being paid for by, by the Roman church state. Um, you know, God forbid they use their own money. Um, you know, and, and of course, what they want to do is they want to bring all these people in. And yeah, you know, who knows? Maybe, maybe they do use a little bit of their own money for some of these migrants. But what they want to do is they want to put them all on the dole. And then they want to get them to flood into the Catholic Church. And then they want them to vote for the Democrats. You know, so they can have even more socialism than what they have now and Romanize the United States of America. Yeah, so again, you know, they try to portray themselves as these great humanitarians. Oh, we're just doing this for the good. No, you're not doing it for that. Uh, it's very obvious that they're doing this to advance their own social program in the United States of America. Uh, Steve Bannon, and I've quoted Steve Bannon many times on this. You know, he talked about how it's obvious that they're doing this to, uh, to fill their, to fill their churches, to increase their power. And Steve Bannon's a Roman Catholic. You know, he's one, he's a Roman Catholic who's actually honest enough to, to talk about the, the fraud of the, uh, the immigration policies of the Roman church state. Uh, another Roman Catholic who's uh, had some good things to say and some some very um, pointed criticism of Rome and its immigration policies is um, uh, Michelle, Michelle Malkin. She's a Roman Catholic, but she's pointed out and, and has not been afraid at all to point out uh, the fact that that Rome gins up um, a lot of this uh, a lot of this uh, this immigration disaster. You know, this is on them. You know, and, and for this bishop to try to compare what he's doing to the the uh, the Good Samaritan is simply it's just theological fraud. You know, I, I don't know if he realizes how fraud. Maybe he knows he's lying about it, or or maybe he really believes this stuff. I, I don't know what his his state of mind is, um, but this is just nonsense. And. Uh, yeah. Oh, here, here's another example. I wanted to show this to you as well. And let me see. Mm, golly, I didn't put that in there. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's a tweet. Um, the the person, you know, I, I mentioned the fact that you know we we, we looked at this uh, this picture here where it, it's uh, Catholic Charities of the Rio Grande Valley. Well, the executive director of Catholic Charities of the Rio Grande Valley is this nun by the name of Norma Pimentel, and it be, it came out, and this was maybe a month or two back, that. The, the Catholic Charities was housing huge numbers of immigrants, uh, the, these migrants, who were COVID positive, who tested positive for COVID, in hotels in, in some of these local um, Texas towns. And when she was asked about how many of these COVID positive migrants that, that they were taking care of, she, uh, her comment was, I've been advised not to comment. That's what she said. So, you know, you're going to bring in all these, these COVID-positive people. And we're told that COVID is the, the biggest health crisis of our time ever, and we all have to be locked down and have mandatory vaccines and, and have our civil rights destroyed if you happen to be an American citizen. But if you're an illegal immigrant you come in here, you, know, you can just do whatever you want to. Um, and, and when this came out, of course, you know, she hides behind a fog of no comment. You know, and again, that's just typical of the Roman Catholic Church. They're not responsible to anybody. You know, certainly not responsible to you or me. You know, they can do whatever they want to do, and they don't have to, to answer for it. 
And, and again, that's, that's pretty typical of, of the arrogance of the Roman Catholic Church. Um, that's really about all I had today. See, I've been on for, oh golly, I guess about 35 minutes or so. Um, that's really about all I had for tonight. I, what I'd like to do, I, I want to come back and, and study this issue in depth because there is there's so much fraud and deceit on the part of the Roman Catholic Church, number one. That, that, that's a great frustrator of mine. And then number two is the fact that Protestant ministers are not saying anything about this. You know, and of course, part of the problem is, is the Protestant ministers, the vast majority of them, do not recognize Rome um, as the Babylonian harlot of Revelation, and they do not recognize the Pope as the Antichrist of, of the New Testament, which he is. Uh, we've gotten very confused, we've gotten very cowardly, um, and it's about time that the Lord's people spoke out about this stuff. Uh, so that's all I have for today. Again, thanks so much for listening. I really do appreciate that. I hope to see you again, uh, Lord willing, next week, but hopefully sometime, if not uh, sometime soon. Thanks so much for listening, and you have a great day. Goodbye.